Welcome to Cinema Bushido. I don't remember what episode this is. <laughs> number. I don't remember the episode number. I'm really going to have to Captain re-record log, this. Something something 239. Yeah. Cinema Bushido log 23.5. Exactly. <laughs> Cinema Bushido. Captain's log. Starting 47.76.23. Tonight we're talking First, about... Oh, sorry. Oh, that's okay. I screwed that up. Sorry. Tonight we're talking. Tonight we're talking about the 1972 badass lone wolf and cub baby cart at the River Styx. It is once again directed by the same director who's going to direct all of these, Mr. Kenji Misumi, who is, I imagine, was one of the coolest guys ever. If I could have sat on a couch with him, shared some sake, and a little, you know, side hugging, cuddling, it would have been an awesome day in my life. It's a great number two to a six-part series of a man who was an enforcer, an assassin for a clan, but now he is on the edge of the earth as a devil getting revenge. And it actually takes odd jobs at this point, too. Uh, And in this case, he's paid to assassinate a clan traitor, and he has to fight uh, three killers known as the gods of death. Starts once again uh, our cool motherfucker, the brother of the real-life Zatoichi, Tomisaburo Wakiyama, I love saying his name, as Okami Ito. And uh, we've got our, our cute little uh, Daigoro back, too. So, tonight with me is the beer from uh, <laughs> a beer from a steer, <laughs> Mr. Lee Van Cleef. How's it going, Lee? Hey, buddy, every day's a holiday. How are you doing today? Ah, I didn't know that. That's Yeah, everything's going well here as well. Um, and also with me is the um, the queen <laughs> to Martin Sheen, Mr. Uh, Stephen Chow. How's it going, Stephen? I'm great. I, I mean, I like Martin Sheen. He's a fine actor. Yeah, he's uh, sure everybody's. Every, he's, like, I... he's like my dad. He's like my dad. <laughs> totally. He's emphasis dad. on fine. He did this alcoholism <laughs> movie like back in the '80s. Uh, it was like a made-for-TV movie, and it was really impactful. And it, made, you know, I felt Martin Sheen. But my favorite of his, of course, is you called... felt Martin Sheen. I felt him. <laughs> Have you guys seen The Believers? Over and over again. <laughs> Have you guys seen The Believers? That's the one that I review in on Screen Mayhem in my top five spider movies. The Believers is like a voodoo movie from the 80s. It's one of those typical things they did. And spiders come out of a woman's face after she keeps playing with a little, like, zit. And it pops open and spiders go everywhere. Uh, Martin Sheen was a dream in that. Uh, I don't believe I've seen it, yeah. but uh, it does sound good. You guys are missing out. Well. Yes. How about we get things going with uh, what we're really here to talk about? Something special. Uh, Lone Wolf and Cub, number two. Baby Card to River Sticks. Stephen, give me mm. your thoughts. I loved it. I, I, I preferred it actually to the first movie. I felt like it took the elements that were the most fun from the first movie and made them the whole movie. So it, the the whole movie really is an excuse to kill people in really inventive ways, lots of great sort of blood spraying. Um, and and it, it lets you know what it's going to be right from the start. Um, it, it begins with a guy basically getting his head chopped open and the sword gets lodged in his scalp. And then he calls his friend who then jumps on his shoulders and leaps over him and tries to attack our hero, uh, Ogami. So I thought it was great. In, in that respect, it sort of reminded me of Evil Dead 2 in the sense that it took the elements of something that was fairly serious, but had some fun elements in it and then, and then just spread them across and made them the whole movie. So I, I thought it was wonderful. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I didn't really even thought of that. Like the first one, we had to have all the backstory. So there's a lot yeah. of like really straight samurai stuff, you know, the mm. who's getting offended and who's getting uh, taken advantage of. And we start this one with like, we're already at the part where like the blood sprang out of the wall in Evil Dead 2 yes. into Ash's face. Oh, all right. Exactly. Leroy Brown, baddest man in the whole damn town. What did you think? Well, I uh, I thought that I, I realized that whoever greenlighted these movies is the greatest person who ever lived in human history. Um, I, I actually kind of go, I, I understood that the, I think the action was better in this than the last one, obviously. But I, I felt that the uh, that the first one was probably more my favorite Um just because of how outlandish it is at points. But I, I think the action sequences in this one are, are great. I love the in-your-face opening. Just you know? admit Guys you like, wanted more sex. We get that. I did. Yeah. I do. 
I had to wait an hour yeah. to finally see some titties, but I will get to that later. Yeah. But uh, I thought that the, the action sequences in this were sublime. I mean, like, when those girls pull those swords out of their panties and chop that ninja up, I knew I was in for, I knew I was in for a treat, you a know, special treat. You know who greenlit this was Zadoichi, Shitoro Katsu. He was like, bro, let's do it. And here we are. I think he did just green light it. He encouraged it. <laughs> totally. I think he, you know, he he probably was the one who uh, instigated the the full blown gleeful horror of this movie. I agree completely. Well, I agree with both of you. I thought a great second chapter. Like, if you, this is number two, what's going to happen in three, four, five, six? Like, mm. this has the typical setup, right? It's we've got a bunch of ninjas, typical guys, a bunch of ninjas, a bunch of hot geisha ladies with knives or whatever they are supposed to be we've got the the trifecta of badasses with the iron stuff uh, we got it all um so yeah i thought it was pretty damn perfect as well and uh i'd say uh, this when i first watched these i watched all six this was like pre-netflix so i had to mm. i had to binge in a different way but i did i binged them i'm like fuck i gotta see what happens in the next one like <laughs> is he is is okami ito gonna die and of course yeah. <laughs> yeah. i think that they they were just a ima- you know i can imagine them just dreaming up ways to kill people because it's it's just amazing i mean it's it's in the first one it's quite exaggerated and it's not a million miles from reality people get their you know blood vessels kind of hacked and blood sprays out but in this thing it just right from the start it gets more and more exaggerated and more and more inventive and all the crazy stuff with the baby cart so the the end of the first movie (laughs) you you know you've got the the weapon you know the the bottom of the thing's bulletproof and (laughs) you know the sides turn into sort of retractable blades in this thing it could it's a boat you know it's uh, it's it's got blades coming out of the wheels i was i was i was waiting for it to fly and turn into a submarine i mean it's uh that end of willy wonka where the elevator goes up and it can go anywhere at this point the baby cart <laughs> exactly it's just unbelievable but i it's it's just so much fun and it's almost it doesn't sort of say this um, overtly, but it's almost mystical. The the, the <clears throat> abilities that the people have now are, are beyond human, um, which isn't quite the case in the first one. And, you know, you, you the first one, there was this sense of seriousness. Certainly at the beginning, you were getting a little bit of history uh, about the job of the, sh- you know, the Shogun executioner. In in this thing, it's, it's just, you know, beyond belief. And the thing that I found really interesting is, is Cub is is on the way to becoming a psycho killer himself? I was going to say that this is like yeah. Daigoro in the last one was like a little helpless, and now he's fucking murdering people. Is <laughs> and he's just watching every and he's watching everything really dispassionately. There's no fear or horror on his face. You know, it's just like he's watching cartoons or something, and then you know, he's just you know, he's just he's watching Looney Tunes, except that he gets to join in and yeah. stab Daffy Duck in the eye or whatever. So yeah, I, I just this was just great fun, and I, I would love to watch more of them. I would happily binge them all, and they're not long. I mean, this is eighty minutes. You know, I watched it three times effortlessly, and uh, yeah. there's there's not a slow mo- moment. I mean, the the one criticism I had of the first movie, which I I didn't really bring up during the podcast because I enjoyed it so much, is there was too much plot. There was a lot of backstory. This thing has no backstory really. It just sets all of these <laughs> wheels in motion. Totally. There are some guys hunting. Ogami, Ogami's got to kill somebody. There are some lady ninjas, as you say, some some guys, you know, with there's a guy with a Wolverine claw, a guy with a studded glove, and a guy with a baton, or you know, and uh, and they're after him. And oh, dude, was that it. just the weakest guy ever? I'm like, they yeah. had to like they had to specially show him crushing something because they're like they it's like they didn't have the imagination for it. They're like, okay, we got the claw guy, that's awesome, right? Because yeah. you know, and then all right, we got the 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 Oh, I guess what do we do with a bat? Iron fists. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, so, no, I, I, yeah. You got it though. I know, but the scene where he kills every kills those guys is you know grinding his fist into their face, laughing hysterically as blood sprays all over the camera. That was pretty intense. I thought all yeah, of the made, I thought that was uh, the, the three Netflix. bad guys. Oh, please, Lee, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say yeah, that made the Netflix uh, Iron Fist look like dog shit. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because they called it Iron Fist. And yeah. how would you like to watch a show with this guy with the Iron Fist killing yeah. people? Or do you want to see a, a f- effeminate um, hipster with a glowing hand? With a glowing not, hand, not yeah. do kung fu. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> Back in, oh my god, this this whole movie makes most action movies look like dog shit. I I can't believe how entertaining this movie was, despite the fact that there wasn't a lot of sexuality. It was just it was a beautiful eighty minutes. Okay, dynamic duo hmm. opening. You brought that one up, Stephen, and that was perfect. Um, I wanted to throw throw this out. Like the next scene, uh, he goes to the hotel. Uh, he, his that girl's getting his feet cleaned, and that shitty owner. It was like one of those moments of Zadoichi, right? It was like, mm. ah, no, you, we don't want this loser in here and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he could hear it all happening. He's just like, hey, would you hold my million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I know. And then and then when uh, the the owner, I think he's he goes to help them and Daigoro kicks water in his face. <laughs> yeah. And then runs off. Great stuff. Yep. All barefoot. He's just like, hey, thanks for helping, dick. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, um, let's move on. We've got a lot of favorite scenes to talk about. This movie is all about scenes. And um, Lee asked, I don't know if you're prepped for this, uh, Stephen, but mm, yeah. Lee was like, I just can't believe I have to choose three. And mm. I was like, dude, no, it's only two. And he said, yeah. he said hold on. Um, he said, I quote, uh, sorry, we were talking about doing squats for a long time via text. <laughs> He said, you aren't a normal human and walk the way of hell to be so cruel. So I changed my mind. We're doing three. Yeah. Number one. Get us us started, Lee. Okay. So it's an hour in and, 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 you know, they, they, uh, they, the fire, you know, everybody, if you don't know this, anybody who's in the Navy is an amateur firefighter because, the first thing you learn outside of sailing is how to fight fire because you got nowhere. You got shit to go. What about that song? And in the Navy. We, uh, sing it for us. Okay. No. <laughs> and then uh, uh, we, uh, they, these guys, they, they jump off because the fires totally fuck the boat. Mm-hmm. And they get off. And, and I, for an hour, I've been yelling at this chick, show me your tits. I've been yelling at you, show me your tits. And then finally, he strips them down because... They they have no fire. They gotta huddle together because to live, you know, because they don't get hypothermia. And I this whole time I've been worried about Cub because like Cub is like, like you said, like he has seen a lot of shit. He's killing people. Like he's like, oh, dad, daddy's like, it's on. Oh, let me just hit this button and just like murder everyone in this group as you roll my pram. And then uh, you know he's stealing from Mochi from Buddha. I'm worried about him, you know. And then, and then, like they show the scene, and they're all huddled together, and he keeps staring at his dad's nipples, and I'm like, "Don't stare at him, stare at her." <laughs> and then, boom! He not only does he stare at her titties as she almost kills them both with the blade, he flicks her nipple. He, I would he hits say he distracted, right? Like he's like, mm. like even <laughs> he knew she was reaching for the katana. He's like, boing. <laughs> oh my god! And think about the balls. That it takes to film a baby hitting some extra's titty. That was fucking <laughs> awesome. That's when I knew that this man, he may not have died for my sins. He was better. Yeah. Whoever yeah. made this movie was better. But he that nearly, was awesome. That was that awesome. That want to be a father. That was like that. I need a son just so he can do that to a woman one day. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what to say about that. But th- does he not almost? Uh, he almost rapes her, doesn't he? Or it, it seems as if he's going to. Right. I think that's what it was. They they wanted us to think that, but then we yeah. realize it's all honorable. Like I think that was one of the. It was. It's a little bit of a setup because I'm like, wait, mm. what the fuck are you doing? Oh god, me. And then it's like, if we are gonna stay warm, we must all rub against one another. <laughs> <laughs> Baby between us. So no props. Yes, but then she seems to sort of accept that it's going to happen, and then the baby comes in, and she's like, "What? Huh? And she's how like, is this going? How is this going to work? You wanted to save me? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh well, I'm on to you, Stephen. Give me your number mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I mean, I have the same problem that Lee had. Really, there are so many uh, brilliant scenes in this movie because it is a movie of scenes. The, the it has a plot, but it, it's got so many extraordinary moments. Um, I think my favorite, which Lee has alluded to, so it it, it begins um, with Daigoro and uh, Iso Ogami in a hot tub together, 
And you see, I'm, I'm only mentioning this because it, it leads into the scene, but they've got steam rising around them and they really look demonic. And uh, I think this movie does genuinely have a, its own sense of style. Um, so they're sitting in the bath and it's all steam coming out of the bath and they, they look like they're sort of demons in hell. And then it match cuts from the steam to a candle flame and then we find ourselves in the sort of lair of these uh, female ninja assassin spy women and there's a guy called uh, azuna who um is a representative of the yagyu clan basically and, and he's trying to get these women to kill ito ogami because the yagyu clan have promised not to because he won a duel in the last movie but they're allowed to kill so they're hiring them um so, uh, so, oh God, sorry, I'm getting lost in my own thoughts again. Um, the steam. Yes. Yes. So it does this brilliant thing where he, he says to the, the women, you know, you should all leave while I tell this, this story of what Ido Ogami has done. Uh, and, uh, the, the lead female ninja that we've already talked about, whose name is Sayaka. Um, she says, no, they stay because we're all sort of female ninja spies. And he says, so be it. And then it just shows the kills from the previous movie. So I thought that was really cool. Rather than um, him tell the story, it shows the action, which kind of says to me this is a movie that's much more about action than about words. We're not too worried about plot. We're just going to show you. And uh, and then, you know, he says, but so, you know, you need to be careful with this guy. You know, he was the, the, the executioner for the Yagyu clan. And she gets really pissed and uh, says, you know, who's your best man? And she sends over some of her female assassins and they open a cupboard and all these guys are sort of sitting in the cupboard with their head bowed. And he says, Junai, Junai is my best man. And then he steps forward and uh, there's this incredible battle where he, he leaps into the air and somehow manages to hold onto the ceiling and sort of flings out a grappling hook and swings through the air. And one of the women jumps up, cuts it down, and he drops to the ground. And then there's another slash, and he leaps out of his clothes. There's, there's a lot of people leaping out of their clothes in this movie. Um, and then it's all close-up fighting, and you see, first of all, I think it's his ear gets slashed off, and you yeah. just see it drop it's to the ground. Like the whole side of his face. Yeah. yeah. His ear comes off, and then his fingers come off, and then his... I think it's his nose comes off and then an arm comes. Someone rolls and, and then like, his yeah, leg the off. hand with the katana that gets cut off. And then you just see him as a sort of uh, dismembered trunk trying to roll away. And I, I was just <laughs> like, he still has and, the ninja spirit in him to keep trying yeah. to escape. But the, the movie I thought of was a Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I wanted him to say, you know, uh, come back here. I'll bite you to death. Totally. Just uh, a flesh wound. Just a flesh wound. And then he gets uh, he gets stabbed to death, and Sayaka, the female uh, ninja lead, she just does this horrendous, like, <laughs> oh my god, the cackling! I know, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that 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 was an inc- and just an unbelievable scene from a style point of view. It looks great, but the the violence was just unbelievable, and I, I think almost deliberately comical. Yeah, Junai gonna die. That's right. <laughs> Junai gonna die. That's brilliantly. Mm. Well, are we on to me? Um, mine is uh, actually, it isn't a single scene, but you guys will understand. Uh, and I don't think I'm being um, obnoxious <clears throat> in, in tying these all together. But these ladies, they come after her. So <laughs> the first t- time it happens, he's pushing the cart. And one thing <clears throat> that you noticed with the bath is that he does not ever, like, this is not a smiling movie. <laughs> we do not <laughs> see Okami Ito's teeth. He's, he's a sad motherfucker. So he's just pushing sad through. And, and there's this huge group of people and these ladies walking by him and they're kind of smiling and they decide to, of course, to attack him. And that's, I think, what the first time uh, Daikoro pushes like a button to do something to stab one of them. Yes. He just kills the shit out of them. But what I love about it, what my favorite thing is that he kills them all and this whole group of people are like, holy shit! And he just straight-faced keeps pushing the cart. So then it's the lady with the radishes, right? Somebody shoves a radish through the front of the cart and they're coming after him. Radish ladies, he kills them all. And he just, same face, just pushes right past him. It's like very, like this. But they're ninja radishes, aren't they? They're not normal radishes. They're they're hard, sharp, lethal, lethal radishes. I don't know where you grow radishes like that. But 
Totally. Because they revealed they have blades in them. And yeah, so they revealed it. it right. They're blades in them. Right. Yeah. And so my favorite yeah, that, part but, is that he just yeah, kind of kills him and he just keeps pushing. Like with the same mm. shit look on his face. Like like he crapped his pants. He just doesn't care. Like he's mm. he's out there and he pushes. Finally, he has to fight the hottie. And it's exactly what you said, Stephen. Oh. It's a big battle. <laughs> And she jumps out of her clothes and then runs away backwards like a David Lynch film. I was like, <laughs> like the Flash, dude. It was fucking hilarious. Was she like runs. To, she runs backwards to the hills, doesn't she? <laughs> it was so weird. That's when you know you're yeah. into something else. Because then my I, favorite I, part. Because I kind of sat there. Those... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I sat there and I thought to myself, could he catch her? But the way they did the video, you couldn't. She was running backwards so fast. About 100 miles an hour backwards, yeah. <laughs> I, I know. what the fuck just happened. I played that again. So, so, so she ran backwards all of the way. <laughs> Why didn't she turn around at some point? She, could have, she would have gone faster. She runs that fast backwards. Imagine how fast she could run if she was going forwards. <laughs> Imagine that I never even thought of that. If she just turned up. around at one point, it's like, oh, in Atomic Blonde, when the car is going backwards, like mm. 30 miles an hour. How fast can a car go backwards, Lee? Yeah, it's about 30, 45 miles yeah, an hour. Right. There's a point where it's in your best interest to do the weird and swerve around and start going straight forward again. So you got six gears or what fucking ever. But yeah, it's the people who just keep driving in reverse. I'm going to win. It's like. Uh, it's not geared that way. Like you're never mm. gonna go faster yeah. than a, a an Olympia Olympic runner running. So yeah, I, I mean, I felt like maybe it was a respectful thing that she felt she needed to keep her eye on him. But but she you was know, at a certain a point. At a certain point she was. <laughs> I think That's I, a neat trick. I think, isn't I, it? Saw, out of your I think I saw her boobs. Booby. That's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, did I see titty? I was excited, and then she's like. Then she backpedals, and then it's like they, yeah. they do one thing, and then she's in the hills, and I'm like, God yeah. damn it. Yeah, we may as well have seen anybody at that point. <laughs> I'd love it if her clothes remained standing and uh, Ito Ogami continued <sighs> fighting for a moment and then realized that she wasn't in them anymore. Totally. He's like, wait, oh, holy shit, what just happened? I'd like it even better if he smelled them after she was gone. That would have been hilarious. Maybe he folded them carefully up and put them in the baby cart and took them in. <laughs> Make diapers out of them like Sadoichi did. Yeah, no. <laughs> made nut rags out of them do you remember that she had to like steal the clothes off yeah. of a, a scarecrow a to make diapers yeah. yeah do you know the thing i liked about the radish ladies i mean that's the most absurd thing i've ever seen and i know they've got blades in them but they're hard like this without <laughs> anything happening to them they smash through the baby cart All right so but 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 i but i like that all this stuff's happened to him and he knows that he's being sort of preyed upon by these lady ninjas and then but they walk towards him and then and then they like smile to look in the cart as if they're going to play with Daigoro. <laughs> and then they and then they as if they can fool him. And then they look up and fling lethal radishes at him. Yeah, and he, there's a scene where <laughs> Ogami is just standing there. He's like kind of like batting radishes out of his face. <laughs> I was like, what but you fuck? missed out the hats as well. Yeah, yeah that's my favorite part. It's like hats off. You know, they throw these hats. He cuts through them, and the bitch loses an arm. And I was like, yes, equality. <sighs> You're going to get some, ho. So it's just Daguro, duck. And then he ducks and it cuts his Oh, and he cut his top knot. Yeah. Which we Mm. know from Harakiri. It's kind of a big deal. But I'd like to know how you sharpen a straw hat as well. (laughs) I I was hoping as he pushed away that that one radish in the front would just kind of like push out like a turd, fall onto the earth. They just did not have the vision I have. That's for sure. No. That's that's a missed opportunity. (laughs) Okay, so we just finished mine. We're back to Lee. Lee number two. Okay, so um, they're they're in that group. They're being confronted, and he's like, he tells the kid, he's like, it's on, and he kicks the kid's cart, and I think he's like kicking him to safety. No, bro, the kid kicks a button in the cart, and the cart is like a chariot of death with blades out the side, slicing through people. And then he's duking it out with these guys. He's fighting them. And there's this one poor bastard who gets the spear. And he, like, (laughs) sticks him up in the air. And it's just, like, a shower of blood on his homies as they get fucking cut down. And I was like, God bless this man. This man is my this this man is my messiah. This is the truth. This is beautiful. It's like that point in, like, Alien where you realize that you're really outgunned uh, or out-aliened and 
blood spraying everywhere and everybody's getting infected or predator, whatever, you know, you're just like, it's, it was insane. It was hilarious. And, and a special mention for when he pole vaults off the boat. Oh my I almost, goodness. I almost, I almost made that my favorite, my top well, favorite, but on, I was like, no, a, it's not an action You got sequence, a number three. Then, Don't mix them up. But, come on. No, because I'm not going to use that for three, but that was fucking hilarious when he like, he's like, he throws the pram in the water. What if that was he's my like, number three? Or mine. Then you you're, guys, so, you're so selfish. Dick you guys are sad. Such a pathetic dick. That, that would be your three. I think uh, that's a good three. That's a perfect no. three. That's a decent three. There's Wait, now I better. can just like, name every great thing in the movie and say, ha-ha, as long as we're talking about yeah. my number one. This was your number one <laughs> exactly. dick. This was your number one dick. Shut the fuck up. Okay, on to you, <laughs> Steven. <laughs> I, I can't. I'm sorry, Stephen. I, I can't control the... He can't be controlled. He can't be controlled. Stop, so stop go ahead. Leash. I want your number two. Let's do that. Well, first of uh, all, we, we should comment, because mm. that was mm. a great scene. Daikoro... Bam, the blade's coming out, cutting people's legs off at their ankles. It was a bit like the car in Greece, wasn't it? You know, where the, uh, <laughs> the, the blades come out of the hubcaps. Yeah, Death Race 2000, whatever. Right, absolutely, yeah. It was, it's the James Bond of... Uh, it's the Aston... James Bond Aston <laughs> Martin. Yes. Yeah, Dicoro is the next James Bond. We got it. I want, like, oil and smoke to come out of it, and oh. I don't know. And again, yeah. I want it to fly. Like I want it to, like, chitty-chitty-bang-bang. Like, chitty-chitty-bang-bang, <laughs> Exactly! Okay, you're number two, Stephen. Hit it. Oh, I wanted to say, if we're going to comment on that, I... I oh, I'm um, sorry. I thought you did. No, I, I, well, I did, but I, I, felt, I felt like commenting more, if that's okay. Uh, I, I, I like the... Uh, it, this thing's got really crazy style. The whole movie's got really weird style. The scene that you mentioned, there's a... You know, when you see them tumbling around, and and then it does all these weird close-ups of, of the material flying around, and then there's this kind of, like, zoom, you know, jittering zoom of... Uh, of Ito Ogami. It's just, it's really strange. And, and in the scene that we've just talked about, when he starts fighting everybody in the forest, you see him fighting them, but then sort of overlaid is people just kind of leaping around to give you the sense of all this action happening. It's, it's, quite, Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's when they, t- they did the two films together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. And I didn't quite get it at first until it started mm. getting to the end. And you notice mm-hmm. the more they got cut down, the less chaotic the scenes were. Right. So it was kind of like you were watching people leaping at him from another camera view. Maybe it was mm-hmm. like in his head, like as he perceived it. But yeah, that was neatest. That was really neat. That was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. So my, I guess my next scene. So the scene that you took would have been my second scene. The the uh, the people, the, the lady ninjas taking him on one by one. So I'm just going to go for a, a small scene uh, where. They're on the boat, um, and so Ito Ogami is is on this boat to try and stop these three, um, the, these three gods of death that we've described. And there's a guy on the boat from the Awa clan, and the Awa clan have hired Ogami to to stop the three gods of death. And he's taking things into his own hands, and he's decided to burn the boat. Um, so I'm not going to go into the pole vaulting scene because uh, Lee's already screwed that up for us. Uh, <laughs> But uh, there's there's this little moment where the guy's sitting there and there's Ogami on one side and there's the three gods of death on the other side. And he's just thinking to himself, you know, oh, I could, you know, I could kill them all. And if I killed them all by fire, I would get even more money. And then uh, one of the gods of death pulls this blade out of the handle, the pommel of his sword Uh and just throws it and it chops the very tip of the guy's nose off and embeds itself in the wall beside uh, Ogami. And the guy just thinks for a moment and then goes, ah, screams, covers <laughs> his nose up and, and runs off. And uh, the god of death just says, um, can I have my blade back, please? And o- Ogami plucks it out of the wall, looks at it, plays with it a bit and throws it all the way across the room. And it goes back in that tiny little slot in the guy's sword. I thought that's, you know, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And it's that it's just it, that it thing. It was impossible. That it, it's impossible. It's become superhuman now. Yeah. You know, we're in the realm of the mystical. So I just thought that was really fun. And then, as as uh, Lee said, they, they burn the boats. The boat does get burnt. And uh, the three gods of death say, uh, you know, if you if you survive, don't don't meet us in such and such a place because we'll, we'll kill you. You know, and he's like, you're and dead. He, they, he was like, you're dead anyway, because you're down yeah. here with your baby. You fucking yeah. dick. We're out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then Ogami, they, they go and they somersault into the water. And uh, Ogami says, Daigoro, be patient. And then flings him into the water <laughs> in the baby cart. And that was the pulls, best. Pulls, pulls and we knew the, the baby top. cart was seaworthy. It was seaworthy. <laughs> He's obviously spent time uh, making it waterproof 
you know, rubbing oils into it and things just in case. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. So there you go. Lee that, Lee, that was my second favorite scene. The best part about that scene was those three brothers are like on fire in their yeah. clothes. That and they so jump good. off. That was fucking awesome. They're all like, like they yeah! put their the cute little hats down and they put their shoulder, <laughs> they throw their collar up like uh, Stephen did in the last uh, lightning thunder episode. And they, yeah, they jump off the boat. And I love that. You know what? You just needed to jump off. But they did the spinning jump off of the boat. Oh. You don't just jump <laughs> off a boat. No. No. Maybe that's why uh, Ogami pole vaulted off. He wanted to one-up them. <laughs> he he could have just walked to the edge and done a belly flop. Right. I thought that. But no, he pole vaulted I off. I thought he's close enough. He's probably not going to get burned if he just jumps over the edge. But he's yeah. like, fuck you guys. He could have, like, climbed down the side like an old lady getting into a swimming <laughs> right. pool. Hey, Daikoro, you still float? All right. <laughs> this was this was made in 1972. I want to do cocaine with the writer who was like, no, he's got a pole vault. No, it's a, no it'll be better if he pole vaults. Okay, so I'm choosing my number two uh, based on the fact that Lee would be like, my favorite part of the usual suspects is when you realize verbal is Kaiser Soze. Yeah. Yes. We're not. We're not. I'm not letting you do that to me. So I'm. I'm throwing mm-hmm. it all out there. Go he for it. kills the dude uh, when he killed Hammer Time. Oh my god! It was one of my favorite <laughs> things in the world. He chopped yeah. his head in half. <laughs> Yo, there's, there's nothing in his, his head when it opens. Right. Itself. No. No. Obviously, it's empty. It's like a coconut. Uh, it was. A bit, it made me think of aliens. Right. The way it slowly spread, like the yes. little uh, egg thing that they do. Anyway, I was like, oh, he just cut his head in half. And, I mean, the first scene in the movie, we realize his sword kind of goes into a man's head, but can't quite cut it that way. Okay, mm. so then, hey, he takes them both down. One guy, sword through the stomach, you threw your sword. So it's putting him at a disadvantage. And, and that was um, that was actually Hammer Man? I think so. It was the young kid. Anyway, he rolls down the hill. And yeah, I think they did a pretty good job of showing somebody rolling down a hill with a katana going through them. And then, mm. yeah, last guy, you know, it was just kind of like, pow, cut his throat. It was my favorite scene, actually. This should have been my first favorite scene because it has the best lines of the whole film. He's standing mm. there, his throat has been cut, and it isn't spraying hardcore yet, it's just barely spraying. And he said, my throat, it sounds like the cold autumn wind. And he's like, I've always wanted to make a slash like that. He says, Mugarabue. It's like, that's the name for this shh of his own blood flying out. Then he falls to the ground and it does the hardcore <coughs> blood just like spraying all over everything. Uh, yeah. It was probably my the first scene. I'm glad I got it as my second before Lee Kaiser associated me. Yeah, it is amazing. I, I I love it when he does the head cut, and then and then it's 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 so well done because the head opens and then it reveals Itoogami's face looking through right. the space, beautiful and the blood filmmaking. splurting, and he he looks he looks so uh, badass. Yeah, like it was one Standing of those there. classic. They always do it in samurai movies. Like you get killed mm. and you hold five seconds because that's the standard. If I ever get killed with a blade, I know don't let anything fall to the ground. If I, have to hold, if I have to hold my limbs together by the juices of my body, don't do not do it. And then three, two, one, <laughs> legs fall off, arms fall off, body falls off. <laughs> so that's exactly what they did here. He's like, mm, mm, showing his I wrist. Think the, I think the implication is, is that it's so the blade is so sharp that your body doesn't realize it's been hacked to pieces. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, and then, it reminded me of T, the T one thousand in Terminator two. Right, when it gets split in half, it was beautiful. I like it. Okay, My special moment. Are we full circle to number three, Lee? We are. Lee's yeah. going to be like. So my other, my third favorite scene is the whole movie. I, I had. And I he's just going to go so beginning to end. I don't know what do you have, Stephen? What you got, Stephen? I'll just describe the whole fucking movie. Yeah, Steve, yeah, I'm struggling here. I don't know which one to go with. It was your choice. It was your choice. Um. Okay. You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm gonna leave a, a couple of choice scenes there. I'm gonna go for one that's not as good action wise, but it's just fucking brilliant. So mm. they're coming to him to hire him, and the guy's like, "Listen, I don't mean any disrespect to you, but can you show me some proof that you're the wolf?" Mm. And the guy like just tosses his sword, and you're like, goes through the paper, and it, the paper wall hits this other wall, 
and then the wall starts to bleed and it's like an omen of all these other scenes to come and the the blood gets saturated and then it slowly but surely starts to cut down and fall and you know it's attached to a body and then it falls really fast and then the wall falls forward and it's a guy who's dead and the guy in and, and Lo- wolf is like don't worry about it it has nothing to do with you and then all the little samurai bitch boys ran over there to see what it was and he's like hey could you hand me my sword <laughs> could you could you be so kind as to hand me my sword i was like this guy is he's better he like i think these are these are i think i don't know i want to say a lot of movies are are great but as I watch this and I rewatch the first one, I think these are the best movies ever made that I've ever seen. It's just crazy how good they are. Do you, do you prefer them to the Zatoichi series? I mean, I I I, I think Zatoichi is more like heartfelt and intelligent, mm. but it this just preys on all the things I love so much. Yeah, I think it's extraordinary. I I think that in this movie is uh, some of the best collection of movie deaths i've ever seen and i really think that it was a, a, a group of crazy guys in a room trying to come up with the the most v- sort of visually appealing exciting deaths for all these people because this is what this movie is it's just people dreaming up ways of killing other people in a way that's different and inventive and you know you, you just can't take your eyes off it all right well let's go to you sir what is yeah what is your well, I, number three? Well, again, uh, you've taken my choice from me again. Uh, I would have got, I would have Kaiser Sozade as well and uh, gone, <laughs> with, gone with that. It, it is just un- unbelievable. Hey, hey by the I, way, um, Luke is the son of Darth Vader, so uh, that was my favorite oh, scene. Oh, what? Okay, yeah. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about Ray? Oh, uh, yeah, whatever. But whatever. the thing that he missed about that scene is he lays down and mm. he's still bleeding out, and then all of a sudden it's like hose of blood. That's yes. what he missed about that. Yeah, yeah. And also, I like the fact that Daigoro directed the Three Gods of Death up the up to the dune right. where um, where Ogami is standing with his sword. Oh my out. god, I have my third. What do you think scene. that meant? What do you I think that symbolized? I think it symbolizes that Daigoro is a future um, psychopath. I, I think it meant that he doesn't do light work. That that's for his totally. dad to do. That's what work. Yeah, that is wet work. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do light work. No wet work. Oh yes, that was for oh. you. Lee. Oh, that's a reference. Okay. Uh, you got to tell the reference. GTAV, GTAV, wet work. Uh, when uh, oh. Lee and I love uh, pl- killing people in video games, so here we go. Do I'm it to us, Stephen. Yeah, it to I've me. got another. Do it to me one more time. You want you okay. to up when you do it. For the last time. This <laughs> your number three. Let's hit it coming. So, yeah, it's another small scene. It's a bit like the one that Lee just mentioned. It's where... The, so the three gods of death are escorting a guy who we haven't mentioned. His name is Chaz, Chazaman. I'm just going to call him Chaz, uh, who is the... He's the betrayer of the Awa clan. Um, and rather pathetically, he's selling their secret recipe for making Indigo die. That is the the plot device that all of this swings around. Um, that he's he's giving this uh, this recipe for dye to the shogunate, and the Awa clan want him stopped, and so that's why Ogami's going to kill him. So he's being escorted in in a basically in a in a in a pallet in a box uh, across the desert, and uh, the gods of death stop for a moment and they look around, and then they the guy with the claw suddenly runs forward and just stabs his claw into the sand and he holds it there for a few seconds and then blood just starts to seep through and then it gushes through. Oh, it's so good. Pull- it's so good. It's so stylish. And he, he pulls his hand up and there's a guy attached to it and he's stabbed him through the back of the head and he throws him to the ground and he does it to a few more people to the same effect, pulls them out of their little hidey holes in the sand. And then obviously the rest of the AWAR clan who don't really and want to wait for this to happen to them. I, and I, I'm sorry, I'm not interrupting, but I'm so into that with you. Bam, yeah. it was Claw Guy, and he kept doing it. And I thought yeah. to myself, if I were under the sand, I'd be a little nervous. I'd be like, I hear, my friends, yeah. I'd hear my friends screaming. Like, he can't catch us all, but he keeps doing it. Wham! The claws into the sand, and the blood bubbles up. And I'm like, what yeah. the fuck? Oh, it was brilliant. But they're in the sand. They don't know what he's doing. No. You can hear the screams of crying <laughs> agony. And I would have liked it if like one of them had just looked out. 
Oh, dude, if we could have had the camera of the guy in one of them, like, scared. like Oh, comics. they missed that. That would have been amazing. Yeah. It, if they'd done it from the point of view of one yeah, of the guys. Exactly. And then maybe Red covers the screen and then he gets dragged out into the daylight. Oh, that would have been yeah, I, I would, it, I would have loved it if one of them had looked out and then run off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I expected. That's what would happen today. It's like somebody in would be like, direction. fuck away, friends are dying, he'd run. And then, of course, you know, they throw something in his back and he'd die and that'd be it. But. Yeah. Yeah. If only Saddam Hussein had seen this movie, he never would have hit in a spider hole like that exactly. in the desert. Well, they didn't dig in deep enough either, did they? You know, if they'd been a few inches further down, he wouldn't have been able to get them. Right. He happened yeah, to get it perfect, but you know, he was supernatural. And not only that, you can't be too far down in the ground or the weight of the earth. Like it looks like it doesn't. It wouldn't hurt you, but it doesn't. Oh take yeah, a there's lot like of a half crushing. inch of sand on top of that. I'd like yeah. to be. I'd... I'd like to see it from the perspective of the guy who buried them. <laughs> And did all the sand work, thinking, I did a good fucking job. And then he sees he did a really shitty job. He's like, oh, fuck. He's seeing all my guys that I have hiding in the sand. I would like to, if they'd, if they'd buried one guy just up to his neck and covered him in jam or something. Yeah. He's just, just left out there. Like the, like a anyway. uh, um, uh, creep show, right? The sand. Mm. Mr. Yes. Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> I love a nice creep show reference. All right, is it on to my... Am I the final of the scenes? Hmm. I am. You might well... Yes, this is the last. What's left? That means that nobody can steal this from me. No. Oh, there's plenty of stuff left. Oh, well, no, of course. But I want to say one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing is after everything that's happened. Okami Ito gets up there and he fucking cuts the bamboo and shows this, exposes this loser Um. in his little cart. And he stands up and he says, I am Lone Wolf and Cub, your assassin. Die! (laughs) Kills him right then and there. Fucking awesome. I said, I I oofed. I was like, motherfucker. Like after all that shit, all the lead up, bam. And then the blood just flies across the camera. (laughs) That should have been the end of the movie, really. Yeah. No, they Mm. had to somehow... Tie it in. And maybe we're going to see Sweetie again. I don't remember, but it's remember been sexy hot pants. She was so fine. It's been too long. I watched these uh, back in the early nineties. Hmm. There's there another... a ghost reference. Did you know that? Did There's a say... guy with a rifle on the boat oh, who's trying to kill these guys. Dude, correct. I yelled. Yeah. I was like, it was what Stephen pointed out that you know I hate that and. It would have been the rock, saddest thing if they would have done. Rock it. beats scissors. If one of and the scissors beats paper. If one of the iron guys iron would have claw gotten shot. Beats rifle. All he did is they threw a fucking thing of hay at him. I was like, yeah. No, it, it, it was knocks him off his balance while he's trying to fire, and then boom. Yeah, but he stood claw. there for like a good thirty seconds with him in their fucking scope. He's an idiot. We're talking about mm-hmm. a movie where a guy literally gets his head chopped in half with a blade. Yeah, they were actually willing to go for me. They're like, well, let's throw guns in there. We're going to show how they don't work. Exactly. So what's going to happen is badass motherfucker 5000 is going to throw a bale of hay at him, and then he's going to shoot into the sky. Perfect. Okay, it's, write that down. Write that down. Okay, we got it. That's probably the least inventive thing in the movie, actually, a bale of hay. <laughs> it was you got people with their heads cut open, people they flying through the air. They should have done like, people... the, the hat with the blades on it, chopping his head oh. off, and then the gun is like going everywhere, and then the gun shoots a bad guy. See? Oh, I should have oh. written these. No, what no, should have happened is they should have sh- he should have shot at one of the guys and he cuts the bullet in half with his sword oh! and then <laughs> leaps at him and it should be the guy with the the uh the the, the knuckle duster guy grinds his face. No, that no, should no, have been no, 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 I got it. Finally, it, dude, trust me on this. It's okay. the hammer, iron hammer guy. He bats it back like baseball, and the bullet okay. goes through the guy's head. That's pretty good. And then you finally get a use of that stupid fucking bat no because the whole point is that it's the most shameful death in the movie right like he throws a bale of hay at you but does he even die you lose no i think he, i mean he fell down no he, he kills him afterwards after he, he falls probably off the jumped he, off the boat he's probably no, he living large right now eating smoked salmon on a beachside he, resort in lots of yummy rice and eggs. He killed him right after that. So no. Hey, listen, I don't remember what you remember. So that gun guy, even though I hate him, he's living large. I like to believe that he clung onto that bale of hay and floated <laughs> to a design. <laughs> totally. He made it to America and he started our first sushi restaurant. Maybe he's the director of the movie. 
His name was his name was Wesson as a samurai. He started a gun company after that there in America. Yes, he had his buddy Smith. But that's a whole nother story. It is a whole nother story. With less titties, unfortunately. All right, guys. Well, you only really got to see one titty in this, though. I know. You? Unless, I you, unless you count Ogami. One, one no, twitchy, flappy. It wasn't even her titty. It was an extra's titty. I was like, how dare she? God, how so, do you know that? I'm just so Commit. Low. I'm so lonely they didn't show face. If I could just see anything, I'd be okay. They didn't show face. If it was her, re- if it was her titty, it'd be her face in there. Final, <laughs> final thoughts, starting with... Leroy Brown, Leroy. Uh, I me... love this movie. Yeah, I can't wait. To see. I can't. I, I can't. I gotta. Oh, you know, like you sent me the link to purchase all the Zatoichis, but I can't wait to own all these. These Whoa. are fucking awesome. Yeah, you missed it. The same sale was going on with Criterion until the fourteenth of August, and this, uh-huh. by the way, fine people, fine listeners, we're recording this on August the nineteenth, so. Is that five days later? You know, me with math. I think it is. Are you guys still there? No. 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 All right. All right. I love Stephen, how we both final thoughts. <laughs> I, I thought this was just glorious. I, I It's just a pure rush of pleasure from start to finish. Um, if you like action movies, if you like well choreographed, chore, excuse me, if you like well choreographed violence, this is um just about as good as it gets. There's a, there's a quote from Quentin Tarantino, which I, I like. And he said, if you say that you don't like violence in movies, it's a bit like saying you don't like musicals. And in the way that musicals just have, you know, every five minutes there's a new song. So you, so it doesn't matter how bad the movie is, you're enjoying yourself. It's sort of the same thing. Every five minutes, there's an extraordinarily well-choreographed, inventive, blood-spraying piece of violence. Um, so there's just no reason not to enjoy this thing. Okay, well, I would finalize with, uh, I agree, as a number two out of six. Can you imagine what we have in front of us? I love all of the Zetawichi-isms that are put into this, um, which are, you know, also Colombo-isms, like, how dumb do you think I am? And then, yes, you think I'm dumb, so I murdered the fuck out of you. Up to the final scene that there's just a woman standing there, and she was the one that was responsible for all the fucking assassins. She's just like, drop my fucking sword. Sword drop. Blink! onto the ground he's like puts away his katana he's like yeah fuck you people we're moving on part three Next. yeah he he wins her over doesn't he i feel <laughs> like maybe she's slightly in love with him because there's a bit where he 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 leaves her after they've had their sort of naked group hug and he he leaves her in the night um like a rapist yeah. and uh <laughs> she, she's uh She's standing on the shore, just lo- looking after him, or you know, looking towards the sea longingly. And then, as you say at the end of the movie, she she's behind him, holding a sword, and he realizes she's there, but she doesn't make a move, and then she drops a sword. So sword I think drop. it's a bit like the end of the first movie. He he he's got the love of somebody, but he's not interested. He just it's walks the away. same ending. Same yeah. ending. It's except it's no. Lee pointed out. Think... Remember, Lee. I want you to talk about the end of number one. Well, you, essentially, you can't keep a good man down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Remember that? In the end, he runs no, out. You know, at the end of the first one, she's trying to get the whore who he made love to beautifully. She's like, wants to be with him for forever. And he, like, puts his blade on the on the bridge, like, nah, bitch. We'll, nah. like, all go into the river. Yeah. You want that? He's like, <laughs> he's like worth- listen, you're like an appendix. There's some things a guy doesn't need, huh? And it's worth saying that in the first movie, when they have sex, although it is an awkward situation, it is consensual, oh, totally consensual and beautiful. He even honored though there, her, even though there he are people her. watching. He honored her. Yeah, with his he didn't be- have to his, do that with his with his whale like body. Okay, so it's time for our top six challenge. Listen up, yep. bitches. <laughs> top six. <Are> you... <laughs> Who wants to be number one? And uh, I'm going to say Lee. I don't think you want to be number one. Okay, I don't want to be. I want to be number two. <laughs> Who does number two? I want to be number three. Because might be number three. Because I think that uh, Stephen could answer number one, and I don't think you can. But I don't remember. Oh, go on, I'll be I one. honestly don't remember the rest of them. I get that. I pull them up as I, I do them. So, number one is it? Who you guys choose? Because I've set that mm. stage. But who knows what two, three, four, five, six is like, and the seven, which is the tiebreaker. I don't mind. I don't mind whether I'm first or second. All right. Lee, call it. I go first. All right. Lee, 
Who played the Wolfman in the 1941 classic movie? Can I phone a friend? Nope. You I think add. I know. I... Okay, so I'm going to say I'm going to say Charlton Heston just because he was Moses. Oh, oh 1941. I love Charlton Heston. Who would you have chosen, Stephen? I think I'm wrong, actually, because of the date you've mentioned. I would right. have said Lon Chaney Jr. It was Lon Chaney Jr. Was it? Yeah. Oh, well done. Well done, me. I don't get a point, but I nope. look good. You don't get shit? Yeah, but enjoy that. Yeah, he was the original Wolfman. All right, number two is going to you, Stephen. Okay. And this one, I think Lee might have been, might have been able to answer. Maybe. But who played the badass motherfucker Mani in the 2001 movie Brotherhood of the Wolf? Why would I know that shit? Oh, you watched it. Um, we talked about it. And the guy, he's this martial arts fucking badass. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I Remember know. Remember Brotherhood of the Wolf, the French movie? or I don't think it was French. It may have been Canadian or something. But anyway, Stephen, it? it's on you. Awesome. I, haven't, I haven't any idea at all. Well, his name is Mark Descascos, and he is Oh yeah, fucking awesome. Uh, and I don't know who would have gotten this one. Number three is for the Roy Brown. Who was Brian Singer's first choice to play Wolverine? He didn't want fucking Arkai. Was it Ian McKellen? No. You can't answer. It's yes, not your question. Ian but McKellen. It still wasn't. I can't even imagine <laughs> Ian McKellen as Wolverine. That old queen. <laughs> He's like, hold on one moment, dears. Uh, let me get my blades now, out hang of on, my loves. hands. <laughs> I feel dreadfully angry, loves. Uh, pardon me, just one moment. All right, Lee, who was it? Uh, Brian Singer had a first choice for Wolverine. Uh, let's see. Popular so actors was, of the time. Wolverine, you have to think that was Wolverine what Wolverine came out in X Men in two thousand. Yeah. I'm gonna say. Who is? I'm gonna say who Patrick Stewart. Who, no, <laughs> couldn't. Stop it, Jean-Luc Picard. Stop it, losing my mind. Um, okay, so I got to get a white guy who's got dark hair who would have been good. I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say Brad Pitt. Why not? You're going to be really sad when you hear who it was. Oh. Russell Crowe. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was dying to have him. Man of Steel and Gladiator. He loved Russell Crowe oh. so much. And Russell Crowe was, like, busy uh, doing some stupid shit. Actually, and Russell Crowe had all these dumb ideas. Like, I want to be bald. And they were like, no, that's not what the character's like. And he's like, yeah, I want him to have a big sword. You know, just stupid shit. But And wear women's clothes. Yeah. Number two choice from Brian Singer was an actor named uh, Doug Ray Scott. Oh yeah, yeah, he's Scottish. Yeah, yeah. he was in Mission Impossible too. Yeah, exactly. He said no because mm. I have to do Mission Impossible too. Mm. And instead, the really Jack sure. Man. I love the but Jack Man so much. Hugh Jackman was the best one. I he swear to God, like if there's like almost any like A-list actor, I'd like to just go be friends with. It's fucking huge Jack Man. Hugh Jackman, he seems like a nice guy. I like the fact that he's he's multi-talented, isn't he? He's a song he and dance man as well as yeah. an actor. He's, 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 he's really good. That Oscars he did was top-notch, and he's just mm. cool. I do think that Russell Crowe would have actually been, if he hadn't been such an idiot, because, yeah. you know, he likes writing poems for, you know, his Oscar speeches and things like right. that. But if, if that wasn't who he was, I think he would have made a good... Wolverine, and I wonder whether he, he would have stayed in shape as well if he if he played would that have role. if he would have taken it seriously, it would have been no. like Lee's favorite fucking thing ever. No, he couldn't have looked like Wolverine. Like first of all, like Wolverine's short in in the comics, but I don't want Wolverine to be five foot six or whatever he is anyway. But Hugh Jackman looks like the Wolverine, like physically, like his face, his yeah. beard, his hair. Yeah. It really looks like him. Oh, he's you know, the best. just like I had a question actually for you guys that I deleted. Let me make sure I deleted okay. it. Yeah, I did delete it. Um, my question was it was about Wolverine. Oh yeah, um, the name Logan. Where does it come from? This is has no points attached to it. It's not from the movie Logan's Run or something, is it? No. Anybody? Okay, I don't. I don't came know. from Canada. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a. Did, what did you say, Lee? It came from Canada. Right, there's a there's a mountain in Canada called like Mount Logan, and it's Logan. the highest fucking mountain in Canada. Canada. And the writer of the comic was like, <laughs> "Wouldn't it be funny to take our shortest fucking character and call him Logan?" 
Oh, okay. That's a nice piece of trivia. I deleted that, obviously, because nobody fucking knows that. <laughs> hey, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I... Yeah, all right. On to number four. Who gets this one? I think it's my turn. All right. Stephen, who mm. starred in the 1981 horror classic Wolfen? Wolfen? Yeah, it's a great fucking movie. It's like on the lines of, uh, you know, um, uh, last the, the werewolf, of, yeah, werewolf of London. <laughs> God, I'm so drunk. Anyway, is there, do I get do I get a clue for this? Because I haven't any idea. The actor played in Blade Runner. Oh, uh, you know the funny thing was is this actually was going to be my guess, and it, I was I was actually going to say Rutger Hauer. Nice, you're so smart. But no, it was uh, Edward James. It was, was it not? Yes, really. That's really funny. I was actually going to. The star was Albert Finney. Oh, okay. I was going to say Rock Howard, but and memorable was Gregory Hines. That was kind of his Mm. thing. Okay. Well, Lee, don't get too fancy asked in the air, because your question is: In the 1980s, there was a TV show called Airwolf. What was Airwolf? It was a. Fighter pilot. <laughs> no. <laughs> Close though. It's a, heli- it's it a was... helicopter. Ha- yes, it was a helicopter. Helicopter. I like that. And it had um, that. helicopter. It had stealth capabilities. <laughs> it did. It did. And it, ha- it has that that guy who lived a really long time. Like for the life of me, I can't remember his name. He he was in um, yeah. Escape from know. New York and Marty yeah. and the old guy. The old guy. Leave. No, <laughs> not him. No, Dif- different, different old guy. Are we still zero to zero? Uh, let's yeah. see. Wolfman, yeah. you didn't get Lee, and it would have been Stephen. And then number two, Mark Discuss Number three, Russell Crowe. Number four, Albert Finney, James, yep. uh, Edward James Olmos, or Gregory Hines would have been the answer. Number five, Airwolf helicopter. Number six. Yep. Where? Who is this for? This is Lee. No, it's, no, it's me. Me. Drunk okay. Uh, where was the 2005 movie Wolf Creek filmed? Oh, I know where that's filmed. It's Australia. Uh, I don't know where. I don't know where about. That's all right. You got it. Um, no, you got to say the outback. Yes, yeah, that's not even. That's true. You do have to say the outback. Say it. All right. All right. The outback. The <laughs> uh, in particular, it was the Wolf Creek Meteorite Crater National Park, Wolf Creek Crater Road, Halls Creek, Western Australia, Australia. Congratulations, I look that Stephen. up on Google Maps now. Thank Stephen, you. you just won a top six challenge. Thank goodness. It was I a close one. Ever. Do you guys want my uh, tiebreaker question? Just to yeah. see. Yeah. You, guys, you guys can just yell it out if you know it. Okay. Who was Got it. the Wolf of Wall Street? Leonardo DiCaprio. Nope. No, in real life. Uh, I can't remember his name. He was a, he was a guy with a suit. <laughs> he had was. lots of money and then he went to prison. Yeah. He was a dick. He was on drugs. I mean, I wouldn't have known either. I mean, it's... he was eighties guy. He was a dickhead loser that hurt people. Um, his name was Jordan Belfort. Fuck you, Jordan. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Jordan, fuck you. Fuck you. Um, okay, we're well, at the end of the podcast. Uh, I will ask you both if you want to hear a couple wolf questions that I prepared. I actually do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you guys just have to yell it out. Uh, mm. Average lifespan of the gray wolf? I'm going to say uh, 28. 15 years. 6 to 8. Um, oh. What are wolves that leave the pack called? They're called rogues. Lone, lone wolves. They Excellent. usually have either like some sort of like neurological problem, and that's why they leave the pack. That is incorrect. Like or Steven? Uh, I think they're called rabbits. Cool. They're called dispersers. <laughs> Dispersers. Dispersers. Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't yeah. have known that. Uh, adult, I'm sorry, adult wolves, uh, what is their natural predator? Young wolves? Bears. Humans. Rabbits. Well, bears Bears will hunt down, I, oh, you said adult, because bears will hunt down their cubs, so what they'll do is they'll, like, nip at a bear yeah. to keep it away from no, the den. No, adult wolves have adult. no predators. They'll go kill bears. A whole yeah, in, in a pack, yeah. A pack will just go and just be like, hey, look, it's food. A big fucking grizzly food, but let's go eat it. All right, guys. 
Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this podcast, you know where you can find some more? ScreenMayhem.com. You're going to find all sorts of cool things, like we're just ending a big stint of Billy Wilder. In fact, by the time this comes out, it's over, and you're on to Bill Murray. So if you like Billy Wilder or you like Bill Murray, get the fuck in there and get stuck into them with Steven. That's awesome. Uh, also, Bruce Lee, if you're listening to a uh, action cinema podcast, you love Bruce Lee, and that means by proxy you love Bruce Boitation, the Clones cast. Listen to that as well. And then... Stephen Lee and I, we get together and we talk about TV shows and we talk about new movies. It just doesn't matter. Go to ScreenMayhem.com and until next time.